0: Hello friends, grab your wine, pull up a chair. You are listening to the Close Friends podcast where we hit record on our conversations as IRL friends, surviving, thriving and diving headfirst into life, trying to be successful, but also trying to have a fucking good time. Today I am joined by my host, Sarah. Hello. And Lucy. Hi. And Sarah has our Close Friend of the Week, which is a good one if I do say so myself.
1: So I have two Close Friends of the Week this week. The first one, I think we need to give an honorary shout out to Sophie Milner. It's Sophie Milner on Instagram for joining us on our little girls' trip to Ibiza last week. What an absolute pleasure to extend the Close Friends trio to a what, a quad, a quad, quadrat, a quartet. I don't know what the word would be, but thank you for coming, Sophie. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and the second one is a review from one of our wonderful listeners. So this is from, I'm uh, going to get this wrong, but it seems to be Jilly GFDRG. Uh, and the title is. Ugh, no. <laughs> and it's a solid three stars. Let's read it out. Look, I really do love this podcast and everything you guys share. It is undoubtedly issues which affect us all. However, it is a tad shrouded in your privilege: white, slim, heterosexual, etc. Fine. You can't help that, but for the love of God, GAWD, consider the expanse of your audience full stop. You're all starting to sound like the entitled brats that you clearly are. Full stop. Thank you so much, Jilly. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for your review. To be fair, three three stars is actually okay. I'm happy. I was going to say, I'm surprised we even got three. Bloody hell. Okay. That was this is um, this is genuinely the first. I, I I don't monitor our reviews that closely, but this is genuinely the first one I've seen that had the balls to say something uh other than five star and actually write about it and be specific about why they were giving us a rating that wasn't five um so jilly thank mm. you i think a couple of points to address in that uh i'm actually bisexual guys so i yes <laughs> Sarah came out in the last Queen. episode <laughs> <laughs> does that even count towards it no but you know what i absolutely hear you um it, it's we the only thing we can try and do with our pod is Um, Lucy you were saying this is give people a platform so please if you feel the same or Jilly if you want to get back in touch please can you let us know what you think in your eyes good would look like and success would look like in terms of it reaching the full expanse of our audience and making this as appropriate relevant and accessible for a wider group of people we would love to hear it and we're trying to get on more guests we're trying to have a really good stab um, at kind of broadening our thinking and getting different perspectives so we love to hear it so thank you for that Well, one thing I would say is that like,
2: yeah, we're, we're all really fucking privileged. We're all white, we're all thin and we're all privileged. And like, is that problematic to do a podcast with three of us as friends? I don't think so, but I do agree. Like we are, you know, we do have a lot of privilege, but I don't believe that once
1: we would ever deny that too. Honestly, I, I just going to, I'm going to stop being so like PC right now. I'm just going to jump in and be like, my strongest belief with all of this is that as someone who is privileged you have a fucking duty to pass the mic. Your duty is to pass the mic, to listen and give people a platform. And like my dream with what we're doing here is to be able to do that in a way that is tasteful, is impactful, and is respectful. So help us on that journey. Let's do this together. So I have a very, we have a very controversial topic
2: for you today. Um, We're gonna talk about cheating. Um, infidelity is it okay to cheat is it always wrong to cheat Um, have we ever cheated all of that juicy stuff Um, it's quite like an emotive topic especially if you've kind of experienced it on the other side where you've been cheated on Um, but I think because of that, generally there's a lot of kind of black and white thinking. And I'm saying this is someone who has been cheated on many a time. There's also a lot of black and white thinking. Um, So I'm really excited to get into the grips of this and really delve into all the different angles of this. So to start things off, Tara, what's your relationship with cheating and your kind of experience with it? So I've never been cheated on myself, which is probably why I'm so secure in all of
0: my relationships and don't get jealous ever, like at all, Um, which could have been very different if I had been cheated on previously, but I have cheated on, I was going to say several partners, but I haven't had several partners for God's sake. I've cheated on two partners before. And um, I was a kid. I mean, not that that's excusable really, but having analyzed it in the space that we've kind of decided on this topic and I was trying to really dig deep into why. Um, and it was because I didn't really see a future with them. So not that I'm saying that that's the reason everybody cheats or could be or is ever, but that was the reason why I cheated. So, what's your experience?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm. The, I'm the opposite. I'm. I've never cheated on anyone, but I have been cheated on. Um, not, not that I know of, in a really severe way. I'm talking about when I was like 17. I was. I was going out with my college boyfriend. Like, really, really loved him. Um, and then he was just like a total fuck boy and was like, just called me after. I turned out I'd been cheated on me with loads of people, but then just called me one day and was like, yeah, I got with like six people last night. I was like, what do you want me to do with this information? Um, but then, so that that obviously, that made me super insecure, I think, about being in relationships. That's definitely impacted me. But um, then I had a couple of great relationships. And the last one, actually, that was like four years. We were really, really secure together. I had that like, that sort of trust connection where you're like, I don't even need to ask you or question your behavior because I just know there's no way you're doing anything else. and no way I'm doing anything else. But then when it started to like, it, towards the end of the four years, as it started to wind down and get a little bit less exciting and we were wanting different things, I met someone and um like on a night out, we got on like that immediate spark, like everything I've been looking for. and very, very nearly cheated, but stopped myself right at the last moment where I was like, I can't do this. Like, even though I'm not in love with my boyfriend anymore, I can't do this. And to bring it onto some discussion points I sometimes look back at that night and this is super controversial but I think should have just done it because the way Mm -hmm. and I have a few friends who have experienced similar the way I viewed that experience was a catalyst showing me you need to break up right Mm -hmm. so it was never going to be a case of like oh sneaky like but they don't what they don't know can't hurt them it was going to be a case of this thing's going to happen. And it's just showing you that things aren't right here. So that's one very sort of specific sort of cheating. And we did break up the next week. I told him everything was like, this is how I felt. So even though I didn't physically cross the touch barrier, I, mentally, I was there. Mentally, I was there. So how is that any different? Mm. But then, yeah, exactly. Does that count?
0: Because, you know, people talk about emotionally Mm. cheating and, you know, but that, then I think, that splits like into two different things. You can have checked out of a relationship emotionally or just sexually, I think. Um, and that's kind of two different forms of cheating almost.
2: Mm. I think as well, like your point on using it as kind of an excuse to break up with someone. Um, that's definitely my experience because all of my early relationships from the age of sort of like 15 to 20, my all of my boyfriends cheated on me, they're about three. I have some stories as well about this one of one of them involves me actually walking in on him having sex with my friend and he punched a mirror it was the most dramatic (laughs) thing ever um but like I have why did he punch a mirror because he was so furious and angry of what he did with himself so he punched his mirror and he ran away and he left me in his house with this girl on him I honestly I have so many so many dramatic stories My, my teen relationships are very turbulent but um that meant that I grew up with an attitude of like, all cheaters are the worst people ever. They are the worst. Mm. I would never, ever, ever do it myself until I did it myself. Um and, mm. you know, again it was a thing of he cheated on me in and So I was gonna go cheat on him when I went to uni. Um and I snogged <laughs> I snogged two boys called Tom. Two different boys called Tom. Um and then I, I got like I got the train up to Sheffield to see him. Um And I was like, I've done this, I'm so sorry. Um, But you know, again, like we were teenagers, this is kind of, again, like, I don't necessarily think it's excusable because the pain that I felt as a very young girl was like real, it's real pain. Um, You know, you think the world's ending. yeah. But, um, and you know, it really gives you a lot of issues that you have to work through in your adult years. So I don't think it's excusable, but um, you know, and I I also cheated on another boyfriend in my early 20s um, and again, it's because I knew, you know, I knew that we weren't gonna stay together. And I actually, I didn't tell him, I just broke up with him because I was like, I, I am actually quite an honest person and I don't, I can't bear having, I couldn't have gone on in a relationship with him, basically having known that I've cheated. So um, no. I broke up with him the next day, but I didn't, I didn't say.
0: Well, that's, yeah, actually, that's interesting because that's exactly how when I've cheated on someone, I've just been like, right, this is where we break up because there's no world in which I could go back to somebody that I'm dating yeah, knowing yeah. that I've cheated on them, but
2: like it be okay. Yeah. Like I just could not, I could not do that. Mm. <laughs> that's it. But then it's funny how in the moment we, so we feel so bad after to the extent where we couldn't possibly stay with them. But in the moment, you are just sort of like, it, it sometimes feels quite natural still to, to do it. Yeah, but you still make the conscious decision though. No, like
0: whenever I've cheated, it's been like, okay, I'm making this decision consciously and 100%. I know what's happening
2: and I know the consequences and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. No, 100%. But... I kind of mean like when you're doing it throughout, you're not like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm ter- Yeah, just, no, of course. <laughs> you get completely led and it's just like a, you know, even even afterwards I was sort of like, hmm, that didn't, the first time I did it, I was like, that didn't feel like I th- thought it would felt like. It kind of just felt quite normal mm. to kiss someone else. Um, but then obviously you have the aftermath. Or quite nice even.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, but the, like consequences is a funny one, isn't it? Because... it's like, this is some sort of behavioral science, isn't it? But like people who aren't cheating, who kind of have the urge, is it because of their own values? Is it because they don't want to hurt the other person? Or is it because they're scared of the consequences, which begs the question of like, should, should you always tell the person you've cheated on? Because it's right. One thing, one thing that I do really agree with that you said you said earlier, Lucy, is that it's it's not as black and white as you think it is. Growing up, and as I'm getting older personally, and I'm seeing all these relationships around me, they are developing in ways that are very, very complex. You know, it's not as simple as someone feels this way, get rid of them. You know, been off five years of marriage for that for that one mistake. You know, there's lots of sometimes there's kids involved. There's lots of considerations. So in that situation like consequences and and what do you think about the telling side of it it's
0: a case by case basis i mean i've spoken to so many co- and it gets different as you get older as well it gets different when you're when you're married it gets different when you've got kids and i'm not you know i'm not con- oh, god this could get deep like i'm not condoning cheating as such but i do under- i do understand why people do it Same. but but, you know, we can go on to talk about non-monogamy and polyamorous relationships within this because I do think there is a place for that because it's not like you're in a relationship and then suddenly you don't ever fancy anyone else. Mm. It's not like you're ever going to switch that thing off where it's just like, okay, well, I don't want to fuck anyone else now.
2: Mm. Like, do, do, do yeah. you agree? Because <laughs> as well, like the reason why cheating is so prevalent, which it is, It is very prevalent and that's between, you know, all genders, but I do feel like we kind of like, it's like the elephant in the room almost. When you go into a relationship, you kind of, you don't necessarily talk about the fact that you fancy other people or have little work crushes or whatever. It's like everyone just ignores it and acts like it doesn't exist. But then I'm like, if this is such a thing, why are we all, I mean, we say this all the fucking time, why are we still trying to fit this traditional mold of traditional monogamy? And I'm saying this as a girl. who's very tied to that belief still, <laughs> and I, want, I can't yeah. break away from it. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's 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 unhealthy to to push those those little crushes and those little you know those things down, isn't it? Because is that not going to create some sort of pent up like desire and maybe make everything go wrong?
1: it's an act of it's an act of self-discipline and respect really isn't it you know for a Mm. lifetime of happiness with someone and to respect their feelings you've got to just put your dick away for a bit (laughs) or put your vagina away for a bit right it's not it shouldn't be that hard like what how much are you really sacrificing you're sacrificing maybe a couple of nights of passion for example then Mm. you know you just have to go without like life isn't always you can have it all Mm. um I'm not, I don't, I don't condone cheating, but what my personal viewpoint on this is, it's just not as simple as two people together forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Mm -hmm. it, it ever is. And I don't think in in my future relationship story, it will be like that. Mm -hmm. I think you have to recognize these things. If you're happy with that level of self-discipline and that works for you, it's fine. But I think for me, one of the things that's always freaked me out about every serious relationship I've been in is, oh God, is it just me and them fucking forever? Is is this it? So that's a very sort of sexual driven interpretation of it. But There's also the emotional side. Would I want emotional relationships with multiple people? If you're talking about polyamory, um, whoa, that's a whole other level. Would I want the occasional threesome? Maybe. Right. I
0: would feel more hurt it's if like different
1: there's different spectrum. my
0: partner said to me, I want to have different emotional relationships with people in like a kind of romantic way, then I want to go and have sex with other people. I would feel so much more hurt if he said that to me because I'd be like Agreed, agreed. We have this this emotional connection and that is what's special. Like I think we have this weird idea that like sex is the what's kind of special and connected and keeps us together. Whereas I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that if we're able to separate like emotional connection and sex, then
2: that could, that could work. Mm. I, the thing is, though, I, cause I, I fully believe in all of that, but I'm still sitting here imagining if I was in a relationship yeah. where, where my partner did say he wanted to, you know, have sex with other people. I would be like, no, I'd be like, I'm gone. I'm done. So I couldn't, I I just, I don't think I could do it. And there's a a couple of reasons why I couldn't do it or or feel like I couldn't do it. First one is that I've literally grown up with the idea that, you know, we're supposed to get married and everyone's supposed to be monogamous. And um, the second side as well is like, I've never done it before. Like I've never tried it before. So it's like lack of experience, but also my kind of conditioning that I have. Um, and you know I I think like even as just doing the podcast and just the chats that we have I feel like I'm already becoming much more open-minded but I still think like when I go into a relationship again I would still want it to be monogamous I think why I because I still place value on my worth I, I still place value of the relationship on no one else sleeping with other people
1: or starting relationships with other people. I still, I still have that. I'd still be like, there's still definitely an insecure part of me that would just be worried that they like, I'd lose them to other people i do know they're meant to be like with me forever
0: but wouldn't you be worried about that in a monogamous relationship anyway like what's to say they're mm, not just true. gonna go off with someone
1: else anyway no nah, because they get they get to try before they buy if you're like yeah it's all right you go out and date and fuck other people they'd be like oh yeah fuck this is actually really fun
0: <laughs> is it almost maybe worse for them to have that thought in their head the whole time? <laughs> no because then they can literally
1: be like this person gives a better blowjob <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, unlikely though. You guys know what my skills I mean like. G- but. G- G- but. 9, yeah, true that. <laughs> for for background, we all we had, we had to do our tests in Ibiza last week. You have to spit into a into a, a bottle for one of them. We were so fucking so hungover. Dry. We'd all been giving it the big talk about like, yeah, yeah. When you give head it's you know, you've got to make sure it's all well you're really used. moist. And, but then we spitting into spitting into these cups, man. None of us could manage one milliliter. <laughs> lol.
2: I was literally gagging spitting into this cup at eight a.m. Oh
1: my god! The <laughs> 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 three of us, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, legends. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, coming back to it, like I I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit insecure about it. I'd be a bit like, well they'll just go off and they'll leave me because they preferred mm. what they had elsewhere. And that's I I see I, the, another reason why I'm in favor of having something that's not just your typical um uh what what's the word? Typical like normal monogamous relationship with inverted commas around it is because I see it as the ultimate sign that you've done the work on yourself. Mm. Like if I'm secure enough and confident enough in myself to be like yeah, we can decouple the sexual and the emotional elements of our relationship. And the emotional part and the life we've built together is so important. And the sexual part is just one part of that. And if if you want to go and have other experiences elsewhere, then you can. And actually, I'd quite like to come with you. Um, if I could get to a place where I'm so secure that that doesn't worry me and actually excites me, I'm like, oh my God, that's like a superhuman level of of confidence and open-mindedness. And like, Tara, you're already there. Mm. You're already sort of like inspiring this thinking in, in both of us. Mm. Um, but it, of course, you know, caveat, you have to be in a very trusting relationship, which be very secure in other ways as well. But yeah. yeah. But then you guys make excellent points as well. Like I can't take away from anything that you're saying because, you, you know, you
0: could be right. And actually like it could go horribly wrong, obviously. yeah. But then, uh, I don't know, like monogamous relationships can go horribly wrong
1: too. I think... The thing with this is, the thing with the idea, we're getting a bit fixated on the idea of like polyamory in some yeah. sense, especially a sexual sense. But the thing is, what it the most important part of this is that it removes the secrecy, it removes the deceit, yeah. it removes the lying, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. that's the part that bothers me far more than being like, I actually want to sleep with someone who's got more than like double A boobs. And in which case I'd be like, I, I can never provide that. So. Yeah.
2: You know exactly who you're dating. Absolutely. The, the, one of the horrible things about cheating is like, oh my God, I don't know you at all. I don't know where you've been. I don't know the yeah, way you've been talking exactly. to the people. And that makes me feel like a fool. So I think... Yeah, you like you know exactly what you're getting into. So maybe it maybe it makes you less insecure, you know, because you know exactly where they are, who yeah. they're with, you know, they know your boundaries. You. They tell you, yeah. Yeah, the level of communication you have to have. I've always
1: said I'd want to know.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Would you want to know, like say your partner of a year cheated in like, or let's let's say your partner of three years cheated in the first year, slept with someone else. Would you want to know if they've been... Like if they hadn't done it again since then, retrospectively.
0: I would want to know because I would break up with them because to me, cheating is deceit and it's it's a lie and I'd yeah. want to know and I'd want to get rid of them like full stop. But had he come to me and said, hey, I really want to sleep with this other person. What do you think? We could have had a fucking conversation about it like adults and done something about it and we'd probably be better off for it and in a stronger relationship because of it mm-hmm. mm. so I'd be really pissed off if they didn't
1: speak to me about it to be honest mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's strength though for someone to be like I want to sleep with this person you're like why it's very I can imagine in 99% of situations it wouldn't be like oh I've not even spoken to them it's just literally their body it'd be like you know like we get on we have a spark like uh, I'd, oh the thought of me being in a relationship with and then them saying that about someone else makes me super like <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> because i'm not there yet (laughs) i
2: you know what i'm like if i feel like i'm being hard done by i just block them and i'm very like you're out i'm like knee-jerk reaction and actually that's not always the best reaction but i am so quick Mm -hmm. to cut people off if i feel like they've not been good to me um that said yeah. though, you know, one of my relationships I had kind of in my later years, the first six months he was kind of speaking to his ex still. And I found out, and you know, we did, we had a breakup, but then we got back together and we together for a short while. Um, but like, I don't know, but what was funny is I was then on the receiving end of that in his next relationship where he was kind of doing the same to me he was doing having the same communications with me as his ex, as he was with his ex when I was with him, you know? And like, Mm. I do feel like certain people have certain patterns that they can't change. Oh, I've got a question as well. Do you think once a cheater, Mm. always a cheater? Because that's a question that people ask.
0: No. No, like people grow up, don't they? People grow and develop as people. I mean, there will be some people that will just forever cheat or whatever. I think it depends on why as mm-hmm. well, like the reason behind it, because there's, what we haven't spoken about is like the kind of power play and that kind of dynamic that people use cheating for if they want that kind of, they, like they thrive on the secrecy and they thrive on like being wanted and stuff like that. And that when you're, you know, you're in a long-term relationship, you'll just, you just don't. Yeah, and those people are vile human beings, in my opinion. Like, just gross.
1: I agree with that, and I think what was what this is a super gnarly topic. I love that we chose this one because mm-hmm. um, we <laughs> knew it'd be hard to untangle. But like, what I'm seeing is we're separating out like the act of disrespecting your partner versus just having a normal human urge to connect with people, you know, if you're married, you know, I don't know what the average length of a marriage is, but if you're supposed to be married to someone for between 40 to 60 years, um, that's a long time. That's most of your life. And, you know, it's, it's probably very natural to have urges to try and engage in a romantic sense with other people along that, along that journey. Um, but what is, <laughs> what is interesting as well is like the embarrassment and shame and, other people getting involved as well. Like, I wonder if people who've been cheated on, in fact, me and Lucy, if you'd been cheated on, but there wasn't the whole like drama around it. There wasn't the embarrassment because no one else knew. Your partner very respectfully came up to you and was like, hey, this thing happened last night. Like, here's exactly how it played out. Like, here's how I feel about it. You know, there's no there's no reason to be embarrassed. Like, no one else knows. Like, you're not going to be peer pressured into dumping me would you have still had the same outcome?
2: So my thing is, I would still be like, no, because if you've cheated on me or you've disrespected me, I lose respect for you like that. So... Yeah. I, like, yeah. I know, you know, I, all, all my boyfriends that cheated on me when I was younger, I took them all back, you know, and then we tried again, but I just didn't fancy them anymore because I'm like, I don't respect you. And they turn into this kind of apologetic character who was so sorry and so mm. this. And it's like, obviously I wouldn't want it any other way, but like, it, I don't, I personally don't think I'm someone who can really come back from someone who's cheated now. And I know this now, I've learned this about myself. I'm not someone that can move on from cheating because once I lose respect, I don't, I don't feel attracted to you anymore. Um, so that's the thing. But I, I think anyone listening to this and is feeling maybe a little bit, I don't know, a bit triggered because maybe you've been cheated on and it's quite like a, a, a touchy subject for you. One thing I would say is while you're listening, the fact that we are talking about how normal it is to have an attraction to someone else, like take that as, as knowing that like it's it's not about you. It's never about you if your partner yeah. cheats. It's about mm-hmm. what they want. It's yeah. about their own um, Desires—it's not about you. So when when you're cheated on, you immediately like, oh, I wasn't good enough, or I wasn't there, I wasn't that. But it's not—it's not about you. It's entirely about them, and not the other person. Just about your partner.
0: You're so right. And also, I mean, you can look at it in, in a different way. That like, you know, they've shown their true colors. Thank you, next. Like, imagine if you hadn't known, you'd been, you'd wasted so much time with them. Like, so true. There is <laughs> there's always that side.
1: I strongly believe. I mean just putting all the discussion points aside like just my personal opinion it's the fucking worst feeling ever being heartbroken is awful being Mm -hmm. cheated on and heartbroken is horrible it's like the rug being pulled out from under your feet because you're like everything I thought I knew is gone that heart when your heart drops and it's not in 9 out of 10 cases you can't excuse it I think there are situations where you can there are you know as you said Tara it's case by case but 9 out of 10 situations it's just bin them off yeah But I'm just, I mean, like, remember, like, reality TV, um, the cycle of reality TV stars, like Made in Chelsea was really really good for this, Towie as well. It was like a never-ending conveyor belt of just people cheating on each other. But the way it happened wasn't like, they weren't like respectfully approaching their partners being like, hey, so I'm having some insecurities in our relationship and I wanted to explore. It's just like, oh, you find out like Jamie cheated on this person with this other person who's going out with Spencer. And like, it's just a fucking mess. And that whole side of it is is sloppy to me. Unattractive, sloppy, disrespectful, Mm. immature don't condone yeah. any of that but when I, I, I think my v- viewpoint continues to be it gets more complicated as you get into mature complex honest open relationships yeah. in, in the sense of being open with your communication yeah uh, and you can't label people because when we when we when we label people that's when things become problematic mm-hmm. so being like you're a cheater you know they are uh maybe going to grow out of that phase maybe it was very contextual maybe you were on a break I don't know mm. but it's so complicated this this subject um i think now's a great time for our quick fire round let's do it grand i love this okay so if you've missed it
0: over the last couple of weeks the quick fire round is where we have each prepared a question that we're going to ask it's a yes or no question and we don't we don't know what we've each prepared so it's a brand new fresh question and we go around and we say yes or no so who wants to start
2: Okay, I'll go first. Um, my question is Does the idea, so say you've been with a partner, not a specific partner, but a partner for a couple of years, does the thought of cheating on them and having a little question with someone and acting upon it turn you on? Three, two, one. No. no.
0: Straight on, no. I'll go next. Okay, well, my question is. Do you think we as human beings are supposed to be with one person forever?
1: Three, two, one. No. No. Lots of no's going around. (laughs) I've got two and they're both really good. I don't know which one to go for. Ask them both. Um, Ask them both. Yeah, do them both. (laughs) Okay. First one, if slash when you've been cheated on, do you place any blame on the third party? So the person who got with your partner. Three, two, one. Nope. No. Mm. (laughs) Full house of no's. Interesting. Mm. Go on, dissect, let's dissect them all. If you've got time, I can do my second question. Okay. Um, So the
2: thought of cheating your partner does not turn any of you on. The thought of lying
0: to my partner and going out and like, oh, that literally makes me feel sick. The thought of doing something behind his back like that, that makes me feel ill. Mm -hmm. The thought of fucking another person, Mm. That turns me on. Yeah. I agree. I would consider myself to be incredibly abnormal if it didn't. Mm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You can't lie. The reason why I ask that though is often because, you know, like just by basic human um, psychology, it's like you want me, you can't have. And often that feeling can bring on those kind of like sexual desires. So acting upon them makes some people feel like really alive and honestly mm. i think that's why a lot of people do cheat in relationships especially long term ones um but obviously thinking of your partner absolutely not that's not exactly a kink or a turn on um but i do think that that kind of um that kind of naughtiness is what drives a lot of people
1: to cheat i i can't relate at all lol <laughs> i don't know mm, that's fine I, i'm a rule follower <laughs> fair enough (laughs) it doesn't work with my brain I've never you know like people like oh I have a fantasy of like being walked in on that like fucking that freaks me out that's my anxiety is through the roof oh my god I love that oh I love that so much oh my god what yeah there you go this is the same sort of thing isn't it I just
0: want to (laughs) have
2: sex in front of like a way of people
0: (laughs) I mean like a role play cheating situation Sorry, I'm like, I'm, I'm okaying at the camera. Um, chef's kiss. And, yeah, chef's... Yeah, Um. essentially, yeah, all of that shit turns me on. Great, we'll have it. <laughs> but then, okay, so actually this brings me on quite nicely, I think, to my question of, do you think that we as humans are meant to be with one person forever? And you both said no.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm coming at it from... Uh, I've got two different schools of thought on this. One is uh, I obviously it can work for some people that the first person they get with is the person they stay with forever. Brilliant. Happy for you. Uh, was never going to work for me. Uh, and I would, I would go out on a limb and say the majority of people, uh probably have a few different partners or relationships before they settle down with someone forever. So in that respect, I think it is great to, you know, have a few different partners, relationships, get out there, explore what you want a little bit before you settle down. So if you look at it in terms of a lifespan, that's, you know, that's not being with one person forever, but you do still ultimately end up with someone forever, which is currently where my thinking is, you know, I still want to marry someone. I still want to End up in that sort of relationship. At present, my opinions are always in flux. Caveats. Yeah. But the second thing is, do now that I'm watching people around me grow up, I'm getting more familiar with uh, genuine adult relationships. And I'm seeing the complexities of building a life together in a world where capitalism is crumbling around us and traditional gender roles and norms are being destroyed, which is brilliant. But it also means that the idea of being with one person forever falls apart a little bit at the seams with that as well, as people are now allowed to grow in different ways. Um, And that for me, I don't know what that's going to look like, but my thinking and the way I'm trying to open my mind is sort of taking me more down that route.
2: I I agree. Like I agree in the sense of like, obviously I think more people, I think people that often cheat should maybe look into non-monogamy and, you know, explore that more. Um, I think like i've said earlier you know i still do very much sit in the side of monogamy um various reasons for that but i would also say um one thing that really helps me in life in general when i move through different parts <laughs> move through different partners
1: move through different
2: phases <gasps> <laughs> just going through everyone you know what it's like um but like when i when i have a breakup is that i just remember <laughs> that there are so many versions of me even me six months ago is not me today how can i expect to be with one person and align with one person my entire life it's just not going to happen if it happens for you that's great but it's just not going to happen for me um so you know I I never feel like it's forever you know when I was younger I did now I I try to avoid that kind of thinking um because realistically mm-hmm. one person probably isn't going to suit you for all your life
1: so and that's okay that's totally fine there's many chapters mm. and you can't expect two people to grow in exactly the same way mm. through every single chapter yeah yeah I really, I really fundamentally believe that. Mm. Um, okay. My question, do you still blame the other person? Uh, you both said, no, I think there's a lot of people out there who would say yes. And like, what if, what if it was, you both had, let's assume, uh, heterosexual male partners and some girl was, had been chirpsing them for ages, getting in the DMs, they worked together, she'd really been putting it on, on him. Would you not put any blame? On that girl? Nope. No. no. Not at all. Really like
0: know. she's not the one that's she's not the one that's lied mm. to me and deceived me. She doesn't even know me. Like he he's the one that's done the lying. Yeah. And that's what I find
2: is the bit is the most important thing in someone cheating. Hundred so, percent. No. And all of these so all of these messages, so using your example, Sarah, all of the contact, that's on social media there was a block button for people like that. So if your partner really didn't. If you're not interested.
1: If you're not interested, yeah, block them, yeah. done.
2: So th- this is yeah, why, you know, when I, obviously when I was younger, I used to be like, oh my God, she did this, you know? Um, but you know, most of the time I actually, the, the partners that did cheat on me, I ended up actually speaking to the other girl and you know, we bond over the this, this situation and she would send me more details and whatever. And you know, it was actually quite like a weird bonding experience between me and the third party. Um, but you know i I definitely don't, and I think that kind of mindset is some of our internalized misogyny, you know, oh, she's a slur, oh she's a she's a home wrecker, all that kind of language. I hate that stuff, like blame yeah. your partner, they're the one who has the the respect towards you and the boundaries, not this random person you don't know if it's a friend or something you know that's different, but yeah. Otherwise, no. It's also much easier to tear down the girl than it is the guy that you still love exactly. because you
0: don't really know yes. what's what's going on. Exactly. So it's much easier to channel your anger towards that third party when actually, like, they've not really got anything to fucking do with it. And you actually should feel a bit sorry for them that mm. you know that that their relationship was started with with this because it's not it's not that great either. Like, mm. actually, also as a girl, would you? make it your life's mission to go after somebody that has a partner, like, that already starts you off in, like, this weird space, doesn't it?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, it's literally, like, fighting the symptoms, not, like, finding the cure, like, the... Yeah. It's the easy route to just like try yeah. and chop off every bit of communication with any girl you thinks a threat or like whatever. That's the easy way out. The the much bigger picture is take a look at your own relationship. Something's not working. And the harder call is that you need to bin this person off maybe.
2: Yeah. And also like, I, I do believe that there's often no smoke without fire and you know, if, if your partner Mm. genuinely is not, you know, responding to this person, then that's fucking harassment and they should like contact the police, you know? So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Guys, I want to leave you with a statistic that I should have tried to get in earlier, but um, there are infidelity statistics that say that about 40% of unmarried relationships and 25% of marriages see at least one incident of infidelity. Oof. I mean, not surprised. I don't know how they collect that data, to be honest. But all the everyone that's been cheated on and has cheated, like we're not alone. I was about to say, is it
2: human nature? But controversial. Also, like let's add some to those figures as well, because I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't want to answer truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I I don't know. It's a tricky one. Like. It does make me think like, oh God, it's just like a part of human behavior, but it's, I guess it, cheating is a part of human behavior because monogamy exists and that's like the, stat, the you know, default relationship style. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to do some more research into like
0: how monogamy was really a thing and why it hasn't changed yet because the world has changed so much, but for some reason we still have this in place mm. and i think it's got to be something to do with control and structure and it's capitalism cuz like yeah cuz imagine a world where like yeah it 100% 100% is and it's like the to, nuclear
1: family and like yeah mm.
2: it's like the um, the tiktok I was telling you about earlier where it was like you know and people are like oh people don't stay together like they used to you know people aren't faithful like they used to be it's like No, women just didn't have power or control in the capacity that we have today. That's it. We couldn't open
0: a fucking bank account until like not that long ago. We couldn't own property until that long ago. And like also we brainwashed into believing that like all of our everything, our entire existence is have a family and have kids whilst you marry a good man that will go out and make you some money, make sure there's food on the table. That Mm -hmm. is just not the case anymore. I mean, what are those stats that say how much the divorce rates – are increasing um, but this keeps this keeps coming up as an argument that men make about why feminism is ruining the world right mm. their argument is have you seen the divorce rates all over the world they're skyrocketing rock- and it's actually fucking hilarious that they don't understand that the reason that that, that women are leaving marriages or that ah oh, that was the statistics it was haha wait I'm gonna find them for you one second here it is um <laughs> a, a 2015 study found that 69% of all divorces are instigated by women. And you know what? It's because we've realized that we don't have to fucking settle for anyone's shit anymore. We just don't.
1: Yes. And it's great. It is a good thing. It's a great thing. I love this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, whole other can of worms about talking about divorce, the good and bad side of it. But we're going to run out of time. Um the summary, the one final summary statistic I have is that um, 42%, this is from the ONS, Office for National Statistics in the UK, um, 42% of all marriages uh, end in divorce. Half of those are in the first 10 years. That's um, nuts. Wow. But there's so many, there's, we need a, an episode on this because there's so many different ways to unpack that. Mm. One of which is what Lucy suggested that is perhaps less people are getting married. Um, which we need to verify. So it could be anything to do with that. But yeah, there's, there's I, I think what we're getting to here is that there's something at play where the traditional idea of a monogamous cishet gender orientated uh, relationship for the rest of your life, maybe it's starting to be questioned. Mm. And I think that's a very refreshing, very mm. good thing. So. And also like, it's okay if you still fall within
2: the parameters of wanting
1: a traditional setup. Like I say,
2: I'm having this chat with all you guys, but deep down I'm like, when I know it's has boyfriend, I want to keep an argument, you know? So it's okay. I think it's so important to question yeah. these things because it allows you to stop judging That's, people. Question
1: it. Yeah.
2: yeah, question it. And you know, like I said earlier, like I know I know full well this is such an emotive topic and I don't want us I don't want it to come across like we're downplaying the repercussions of cheating. Like I know firsthand, like it fucked me up. Like it genuinely gave me trust issues and you know I've I've worked hard to get rid of those now. But, you know, it's it's a horrible feeling. But I think the the thing to take away from this is that it's like I said, it's it's not personal. It's it's all all within your partner and you know, like Tara said as well, it's a good filtering system, like cool. That's us done then, mm-hmm. on to the next one, or on to being myself with just me and only me, you yes. know mm-hmm. love that. I love that we're questioning these things now, yeah, and I, like I've been single for for nearly two years now, albeit had a four month whatever, <laughs> um, but you know, and I think I'm just giving like a single empowerment talk, but I've never felt better now, you know, after having so much time by myself, mm. just working on yourself, and it's a journey, but it's a journey. It's a climb. (laughs) I love it. It's a
1: climb. On that beautiful Miley Cyrus quote, we shall wrap things up for today. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Um, As ever, you can leave us a five or a three star review on Apple Podcasts, savage as you like. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe, like, most importantly, hit us up on Instagram at Close friends, the podcast We have recently taken a habit of getting drunk and replying to DMs with videos of ourselves. Yeah. So Sorry about if that. you want some of that, I suggest you get in there. Get in our DMs. We love to see it. Um, thank you all very much. It's goodbye from us. Bye. Bye bye. Everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye, friends. You.